Welcome to another episode of Lunch with the Shark. Join us as we dive deep into discussions about business, accounting, and finance to help you build a business that thrives. Now sit back and have a bite with your host, the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to a new edition of Lunch with the Shark. I am your host, Vidal, the Shark CFO, Espinosa. And I am super happy here with you on this uh, gloomy afternoon Tuesday. It's a bit gloomy. And uh, it's funny because today it's National Pizza Day. And we had pizza last night for dinner. Well, we actually had sort of Italian uh, for dinner, but uh, nevertheless, we actually had a pizza for for dinner last night as well. Uh, So happy National Pizza Day for everybody that loves pizza, right? Um, interesting that everything has a day, everything, everything. I wonder if there's a day for make a day, make a business decision day. Interesting because we're talking about business decisions, business decisions. And you know what? I'm going to share with you a bit of a dilemma that I have. And it's, it's actually based on business decisions and I researched, or I actually, uh, it's like, is it possible in business or in life to have the best of both worlds? What do I mean about that? Can we have the best of both worlds? Like the, the, the phrase, the best of both worlds, it's a it's a situation where one can enjoy two different scenarios, right? But one of the scenarios, it's either in the line in the line of the legal matter, or you step that boundary where it becomes not legal. In business, the things here, the thing that it's the best of both worlds is that we get a benefit from that decision that we make and our taxes are lower. Now that's tax planning, you'll say, but when it comes to taxes, the IRS, the states will come back and say, hey, I don't care who, but someone's gonna pay the taxes on that. If it's an expense for you, it's income revenue from somebody else. Just look at that. So somebody's going to pay the taxes on that revenue. Because if it's not an expense for you, it's profit. And you actually pay taxes on your profit. So, Whomever gets that profit, some way, somehow, has to pay taxes. So ultimately, best of both worlds would be avoiding taxes here and avoiding taxes here. So where is it? Now the balance, uh, you must do an exercise and balance it out and say, hey, if I pay taxes here, I will reduce taxes here, which is tax planning, right? Uh, Planning, it's like scenarios. But 
how do you deal with those individuals that want to have the best of both worlds regardless how do you explain to them or how do you make them understand because lately i've been i've been in situations where and this is general in general when something doesn't go your way or when something is not what you expect it you immediately become disappointed first second you're being told no 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 you're not listening this is what i want the the thing is that you are not listening because the moment we say this is something that it's not possible because this and this and this and we're going actually against your belief we're going against what you were expecting we're going against your premature hope no 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 you're not listening well I, i'm so sorry but we are listening and we are telling you the consequences whom whoever is not listening it's you you don't want to listen or hear or know about the consequences you just want things to happen the way you expected them to happen is that a business decision now are you willing are you willing are you capable do you want to accept the consequences of those actions now those actions are decisions right those actions are really thought true decisions that you made and you pondered you balance you analyze the consequences now what are those consequences are those consequences also whatever you believe they are going to be you are just they yeah it's just a simple penalty yeah it's just a, a slap on my wrist uh without knowing any further consequences now are you really willing to accept those consequences is anybody telling you the truth about those consequences and i'm telling it to you because it has happened more often on and on i understand that some people are struggling to not to make ends meet but they want to keep more money for themselves but they don't want to invest the money on planning they want to do it the way they've been doing it now the fact that others are doing it in the industry doesn't mean that it's legal or right or 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 right for your industry the fact of that they do not know the consequences nor the processes nor their systems nor what the government or the tax authorities are doing that does not grant you the right to do whatever whatever everybody's doing in your industry oh in my industry this is the way it's done throughout well good luck good luck when somebody in your industry it's actually reviewed thoroughly by any tax agency guess what they're going to be like ding 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 let's 
issue audits to everyone that we think there are in this industry because it's the norm in your industry that you're doing this. So it's a cha-ching for the government. We have revenue here. We can go and collect taxes, penalties, interest, and guess what? We are going to take a couple of you down and use you as guinea pigs and examples so anybody that wants to do this in the future in your industry, remember what happened to them. Just remember what happened to Martha Stewart in our trading, lying under oath. Guess what? She was put in prison for six months, seven months, I don't remember. Federal prison. Martha Stewart for inside trading and lying. Was it granted? I don't think it was it. What was it? She was set up as an example. Oh, but not, I am not as big as Martha Stewart. You might not be as big as Martha Stewart, but you might be somebody in your industry, somebody that people turn to you. You're out there. You're a public figure. So just be careful. The best of both worlds does not exist if you do not plan. But somewhere, somewhere there, you have to give in a little. It's not you cannot pay no taxes. It's like you cannot avoid regulations. It's not like you can do whatever the hell you want and create your own laws and systems and like let me i don't care i'm just gonna hire them like this or i don't care i'm just gonna pay them like this dude somebody's gonna end up paying for that and whatever it is it's taxes or penalties civil penalties or even prison so just be careful when you make those decisions and today we're going to talk about how business owners make those decisions. As a business owner, decisions pass across your desk every single day, every type of decisions, from what color to paint your office to wh whether you need to change your op opening hours. Those are lame examples, but you get my drift. There aren't, this aren't the type of decisions we'll be looking at here. This covers business decisions that you have to decide when wrong or right it's necessary. The more decisions we make, the easier the decision process becomes. What separates good companies from amazing ones can be the decisions making that takes place where? Up here, not in your head, at the highest level of the organization. Yeah, because those decisions are the ones that move the company forward or backwards. Not the decisions from underneath, you or at the very bottom. Those don't, those, are, those decisions are to run or move the company on the day-to-day. But the decisions up here, on the top, on the head, those are the ones who are going to make it or break the company. So let's go and 
talk about four decisions that will make or break a company. And I'm meaning good company from an amazing company. Decision number one, we've spoken about this, the right people to work with, the right people to work with, your team. A company cannot grow unless it has the right team working for it. Think about the future aims of your company as set out in your business plan. Are you current team members able to carry out the work needed in order to see the plans through? Will you need to hire better skilled employee, uh, team members or retain your current ones? These are the type of questions you'll be needing to ask yourself. You must be true to yourself. Yesterday, I actually posted a, um, a, an image where it was like a, a little gift, a little uh, movie, where somebody was trying to mop the, uh, the, 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 the beach. And the, the waves kept coming in, and he kept mopping and throwing the water out. And the, and, and, the, and the message there was like, are you those type of people that try to control whatever you cannot control? Are you trying to control situations where things are completely out of your hands? There's no set question or questionnaire when it comes to how to hire the right team to work with. There's no right or wrong. There's no set of rules. But what there is, it's your experience and the advisors that will tell you, we do think that these are the right people for you or these are the wrong people for you. And actually that happened to me yesterday for a client that we advise for. They called us and said, hey, this is not working out for me. We cannot do this and this and this and this and that. I said, well, we have a process in place. But they don't want to go through that process. And if they don't want to go through that process, then they're not the right people for your company because they do not follow instructions, no process and systems. There's nothing wrong with doing anything necessary to achieve your goal. But... If you don't have processes and systems, you cannot scale, you cannot grow, you cannot move forward. And if those individuals can care less about rules and regulations, they're wrong for your company. Decision number two, what are you? There was a time when business could offer everything a customer needed, a physical shop, an online shop, online customer service, and address to write to customers uh, service, phone support, and the list goes on and on and on. However, in recent years, this focus has changed. Business have found that they were spreading themselves too thin. So the focus is now towards the best channels for them. You will need to decide on the best way to have your business, which could mean 
thinking of how your customers will want to find you. It's better to focus on one channel and provide it well rather than multiple channels and provide them poorly. This can mean the difference between a customer having faith in and being loyal to your brand or looking elsewhere for better service. Look, customers in general, and just put yourself in their shoes. You're also a customer, regardless of whether you deliver a service or sell a product. You also are a customer for somebody else, right? And most of the times, if not all of the times, your problems, your problems are migrated to those companies and you wanna make them their problem. And they're gonna contact you through every single avenue that you have available for them. In office, through email, through text message, through phone call, through WhatsApp, through Boxer, through Telegram, through this, through that, blah, 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 blah. And they're gonna bombard you, right? Through every single channel that you have available for them. You probably do the same when you have an issue with a problem with a product or service that you've hired. The problem is not them. The problem is you. First of all, that you allowed it. Second, that you provided them so many ways on getting hold of you. The question here is, what are you? Are you there to provide value or are you there to simply put up fires that are not yours? Putting up fires might be valuable, but that's not the scope of your service, is it? Just think about that. Oh, but, but we have to give everything for the customers. No, we don't. We do not have to give everything to the customers. Why? Because then we'll make the customers dependable on us, which there's nothing wrong with it, but the decisions need to be made by them. The problem here is that they're shifting the decision-making process to you. You would become responsible if something goes wrong. But that's my job as a consultant and advisor. No, it's not. Do you think that's the job or, 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 or of a psychologist? Oh my God, I want to kill myself. I am depressed, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, there's nothing, there's, this is not a joke, okay? And then all of a sudden, he kills himself. So what, are you going to blame the, the psychologist for not telling this person or acting on his behalf and holding uh, the hand for not to uh, uh, take those pills or cut their veins or throw themselves out of the cliff, whatever it is they utilize to kill themselves? It's not the psychologist's job to do so. Now, the psychologist would might be a bad psychologist if that happens because they didn't do their job well, well, maybe not. There's so much that they can do. Same as advisors and consultants. We, we advise you, but we don't make the decision on your behalf. So what are you? 
Number three, how to cope if your business is struggling. There may come a time when your business isn't coping as well as you would have expected. Failure happens, newsflash. Failure happens, and it's normal. It's part of the growing process. It's a natural part of life. But what you need to do is to learn from it. What can be done differently? What didn't work? Was there anything at fault? And listen, was there anything at fault? Not anyone at fault. There's a huge difference between anything and anyone. Then when you learn from these mistakes, your business will come back bigger and better. Don't just sit in the corner and licking your wounds. Hells no. Don't just do that. Learn from it. Shake it off. Let's walk it off, people. Next, we learn from them. We don't point fingers. We don't point fingers because ultimately you are the responsible one. You allowed it. No, but it wasn't my decision to. Yes, it was because you allowed it, but it wasn't, it was out of my hands. No, it wasn't. You were not paying attention. Oh no, but uh, uh, no, it's your fault. You would be the ultimate responsible one. So I would highly advise you to not look at who was it? Whose fault was it? The thing here and the question here would be, was there anything, anything at fault? Okay, so learn from those mistakes. Learn from those mistakes and identify quickly when those Issues are happening again, so you can take immediate action. Do not delay them. Do not delay them. And I actually had a conversation this morning with a very, very close friend of mine. He, he's, a, he's also a client. And I said, you know what? If you're bringing on another client in this same model as we are utilizing for this client, my recommendation is that we learn from that. And instead of asking, instead of uh, uh, suggesting for this amount of investment, have them show you sort of like if you were buying a house and you, uh, the, the buyer requests proof of funds, have them show you proof of those funds in those bank accounts so the process of the business can run smoothly. Learn. Guess what he said? Great idea. It's a consultant advisor's job to put in our consultees those ideas so they can make the decision. So they can think that they made the decision and feel good about themselves. Sometimes you actually have to hold their hand and say, you're going to do this, but it was your idea. And number four, what are your goals? Huh? Yes. That's a decision making. 
goals. Without goals, they cannot be growth. It is as simple as that. So how do you define your goals? The best goals are ambitious but achievable. This is the part which can be a struggle to get right. Hey, if the Wright brothers would not have thought or dream about flying, we would not be having airplanes. Oh my God, that was a, that's unimaginable right now. But in their time, holy crap, they're crazy. They're never going to get out of the ground. Only birds can fly. Oh my God, we're never going to get to the moon. That's for extraterrestrials. Oh my God, cars are never going to fly. Hells no, it's not possible. Oh, computers? No, let's not even talk about computers. And guess what? Computers are, are small now. This is a computer. But somebody had a goal. Take the goal of doubting uh, 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 yourself and double your production of any specific product. Double it. And then you double it again. And then you double it again. You compound it. But the wish or the goal of doubling your production and doubling your production and doubling your production from there brings me another question to how will your business do that? So break this up into small plans. This could come down to doubling the workforce, hiring a larger premise, premises, so a bigger, a bigger complex, and streamline processes to reduce maybe waste, reduce uh, uh, purchasing of the raw materials. And the list goes on and on and on. Think about every scenario. Break it into little small pieces. But businesses are fluid and ever-changing. So goals should be flexible too. What if you find that you have a high uh, employee turnover after doubling production. Your goal could then change to retain employees and you would have smaller goals based around this because what? Unfortunately, companies cannot control to an extent the turnover. It's people's desires. They might not, you might not have a good company culture that's a, that's a bell, that's a red flag there. So you need to look into that. You see how everything it's panning together and coming together? Everything is a puzzle. You may find that having step-by-step -step plans for the future will help your business. Failing to plan, it's planning to fail. There's probably more decisions out there that uh, will need to be made. But by making these four decisions we just spoke about, your business should be on the right lines. But no one wrote a book about owning and running a business and everyone's experience will be different. You can follow books, you can follow mentors, advisors, you can follow leaders in your industry. But there's always, always, one little detail 
that changes everything in everybody's experience. Even if you can imagine that your problem, it's identical, identical to theirs, there's one minuscule difference that makes the difference. That it's completely different. That actually shifts everything and the solution that they implemented does not fit the solution that you must implement. You need to tweak it in the same amount of degree that changes. Be careful. Be careful. We're going to end up today's show with a quote from Jeannie Romti, first female CEO of IBM. And she said, growth and comfort do not coexist. Growth and comfort do not coexist. Wow. This phrase falls right in place for my experiences for the last couple of days with some of my clients. They want to grow with comfort. Growing pains, people. Growing pains. It's been great seeing you today. See you tomorrow. Bon appetit. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Lunch with the Shark. If you would like to set up a consultation with the Shark CFO, Vidal Espinosa, visit his website www.invictus-advisors.com and don't forget to subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter and LinkedIn.